Gambling Me podcast. Can't believe we're here at episode seven in season three. It is very exciting. Uh, Fallon, where was you and your man at? Because I saw in your stories, y'all look like y'all was having a good time. And he looked real happy. What you was doing? Not you just gonna segue straight into the to the business. <laughs> That's what we do. You right. So yeah, <laughs> I had to uh, get up in my bag. I feel like all the date nights that we had been participating in were things that I planned. And you know, I, your girl loves an art show. Your girl loves going to author talks. I, I'm a little. Uh, renaissance woman over here so I, I like certain types of things but it may not be exactly his cup of tea so I just was like you know what let me plan something that is like a boy date so we went to this brewery and that ain't my thing I don't even drink beer but you know I was just like what what would a man want to do so we went to this brewery and you know I, I knew he was happy because he had pulled his phone out was taking pictures I was like dang my baby really looks joyous. Like he posting pictures on his on social media. That's how happy he was to be on like a man centric date. And I was like, dang boy, you need to uh, plan some more of this. Then if that's the case, shoot, you you could be planning all kind of boy stuff. And he was like, well, you know what? Just give me one of these a month, like just one a month, and I'm cool. And I'm like, but that's not fair. If we go out on a date every week. And every week is going to be something that I want to do. It doesn't seem fair to like dedicate only one a month to something he would want to do. So I'm like, boy, it would be so much easier if you just plan something. I think that's dope. So, I mean, I know you plan that for him, but does he plan things like that are centered around you or? Well, I mean, everything we typically do is stuff that I would want to do or he thinks that I would like to do, but my thing is like you have different interests we both have separate interests or whatever like i don't want to just have a monopoly on all things dateish. like i don't want every single date night to just be something that i don't want to do because you know he might get bored or he might get tired of being with the art crowd or he might get tired of seeing the whole tips and the faux tips at the events that i like to go to like you know he might not want to do that so i'm like it would just be so much easier if you plan something and and I'm cool with doing stuff that's like not my tip- typical because like I don't go to breweries. I don't like being outside like that. Like I don't even drink beer. So just to do something that was out of my comfort zone, it was cool. But I'm like, boy, if you plan some stuff, you know, we it don't always got to be what I want to do. It just seems like it would be, you know, fair or easy just for him to plan some more activities, like stuff that I know he would like to do in the same way that he made that sacrifice to do what I want to do. I would do the same for him. But I don't know. Is that a man thing? Have you ever had a man plan something that's like, oh, well, I think you would like this. This is one of my favorite activities. I feel like that would be cool, you know, like, hey, I know this might not be your thing, Kristen, but I want to show you a little bit of my world. Like, has anybody ever done that for you? Well, I don't know if it's as much as showing me a little bit of the world, but I guess sort of kind of like I had an ex before. Um, The first time I ever went to the range, it was because um, he planned it. And that was something that he would do often. And I, I actually enjoyed myself doing it. But I actually, you know, have someone that planned an entire trip for me. And it was based off of things or, yeah, it will be based off of things that I like. So it's kind of like surprise edition, like just taking into consideration things that I want to do or things that I want to see. And it's in a different area. So I'm excited about that because 
I literally did zero percent. Like I didn't say I want to do A, B, and C. It was like, oh, this looks cool. You know, I saw this on TikTok. This looks cool, and they just took initiative and they ran with it. So that's what's be up. Interesting. But see, I don't but, even know if men, that's like a typical man thing to do. I, I don't think so. Because cause a lot of guys be like, whatever you want to do is fine with me. You know, like they don't, it's not a lot of surprises. It's like, babe, I bought us tickets to the winery or babe. I, and it's not all guys because I do have a friend. Um, I don't know if he's listening, but my friend Travis, I know that he's definitely that type of man. And he's in a relationship. So I don't know if he, he does that for his current girlfriend. But I know just him being him, he is that person. He just taking the initiative, just playing things. I feel like you all the homies. Person. <laughs> yeah. When I ask my homegirls, like, hey, what, what was your idea? What would you want to do on a date? That's the main thing everybody said was, oh, plan, plan something. And I'm like, okay, well, what if they plan something that's trash? Like, be more specific. Like, do you have an idea? No, just plan it and, and pay for it, obviously. But, right. you know, that's a whole other story. I don't know. These new age kids be doing different stuff with dating. I, I don't know. I've never got into the dutching and all of that like the new school kids do. But planning. Black men, if you're listening, your girlfriend, your wife, your partner, she wants you to plan sometimes. I don't want you getting bored with eating at my favorite restaurants every week. Plan something. You want to try exactly. something different? Yeah. Lay it on me. And, you know, I always tell guys, like, I don't, I'm not really big into action movies, but I always let guys I date, like, if that's what you like to do, let's go do that because you like to do it. I'll do it with you because that's something that you enjoy because I'm sure you're doing things with me that I enjoy that you really have no interest in at all. It's just because you're being a supportive partner or, or whatever. So I think guys should take initiative on that end and just like, hey, babe, we going paintball shooting or something. See, but I it's, feel like they don't know You feel like what? They don't really. I feel like they may not know us well enough. I feel like they got this perception of black women that we are kind of like only one to do certain things, and I don't think they know that sometimes we like to shake it up too. Like some stuff that may seem like ick or may not seem like it's in our wheelhouse, we might want to try it. Like I ain't gonna be mad. I might sweat my hair out for some some fun, some excitement, something different. But I feel like they kind of assume that we are one way and don't really want to even roll the dice to suggest something that they, they may not think is like up our alley. But I think that's where it comes into like knowing your partner. Like if you're having conversations like, yeah, I don't never really, I would never go deep sea fishing with my friends. But if that's something that my dude want to do, I've never done it. I'm going to try it out at least, you know, one time because I may actually like it. Right. So I think like just knowing like, you know, if you have a woman that's open and she willing to try something with you, I'm not speaking sexually, but she willing to try a new adventure with you. And then, you know, if you got a woman that's like, babe, I'm bougie. I don't do none of that. I don't, you know, I don't go out. I, I do A, B, and C. You know the type of woman that you have. And I also think that sometimes people need to pick the type of woman that they want. So if you know that you want people to do these adventures and the same thing with us women, we know that we want men to do certain things and go places and plan stuff, then we need to be looking for men that are planners because some of these men is just not it and they're not going to change. And that's on the flip side of planning stuff that you like to do because I know a lot of women say, I'm the person that's always doing the planning and getting stuff together. Like there are men that enjoy doing it because if if there weren't, we wouldn't have male planners. True. That is very true. I don't know too many of them though. They all there. 
Oh, I don't know too. I only know like two, two or three. <laughs> yes, yeah, some needles and some haystacks. All right. Um, you know who's a good planner though, and this is what my friend said to me. He was just like, Kristen, I'm a good planner because I work in hospitality. He's like, so it's my job to make sure uh, people are having a good time. And he was like, you know, he said that when he was married, that's the role that he took as well. So I appreciate that. I appreciate it too. I think that's cool. But I do think that, you know, just giving people different options is cool. Like, I I genuinely appreciate that my husband's mentality is to just cater to what I like or what I want to. But I also don't want him to feel like I'm not open to trying stuff that he would be interested in, too. So that's that's kind of, I guess, my thing when I'm like, plan something. It may not have to be. So I guess I'm speaking more from the men who don't don't even take the time to plan something that they think they woman would want to do like just you know throw something out there throw a curveball like i want to see him smile and be happy more and i guess maybe that just mean i need to be the one planning more stuff that's him centric but i don't know i just think it's that whole what what you should be doing idea that men get sometimes like well i know you like this and that but you know give me some adventure sometime like you know throw a curveball well, since you're speaking about planning, like, are there any other things that we need men to know? Because, I mean, I know it ain't just planning. So if people aren't having these conversations with their man or if your man is listening and you want to know some things that us women, you know, Fallon and myself and some of our friends that we've spoken to, uh, want y'all to know, you know, listen up. What else you got? Child, it's a lot that, that uh, I feel like they can know. And I'm just speaking in general. I ain't on my mind. I'm just talking about in general because I we interact with people at work. We interact with people on the streets. We got friends. We got partners. We got daddies, cousins, uncles. Like, I feel that there are certain stigmas or rules or generals that all men kind of have in their head, particularly black men. And correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like we need to have a whole episode with the fellas where they could come and maybe dispel these myths or doubts that have been painted into my mind but just some stuff that I do feel like they should know that that I don't think nobody's talking about or I don't think people are having those conversations with their their partners evolved couples yes but shoot even our homeboys need to know some of these things I agree like one thing that I want y'all black men to know is um basically I'm ready to just continue walking into my femininity like Everybody's speaking about a soft life era, but I feel like as Black women, we've been told so long to be a strong Black woman, and I don't want to be strong. Girl. Like, <laughs> sometimes when I be looking at my married friends and I be like, oh, he got it, I be like, yeah, I'm going to need somebody to have it for me because I don't want to be strong. I don't want to make all the decisions. I don't want to uh, just carry every single thing. You get what I'm saying? And I feel like when men allow their women to walk in their femininity, like it just it allows them to walk in their masculinity. And I know it's like give and take because there will be times where I may have to use a little bit more masculine energy, but at the same time, I'm a woman. I'm supposed to be the soft spot that you have mm. in your life. You know what I'm saying? When you're having a bad day at work, you're supposed to be coming home to me and I'm like, baby, let me rub your back. It's going to be okay. I don't want to be looked at as this angry black woman. Or, my, you know, I just don't you want know what? I feel like they want that too but somewhere along the way maybe we 
and I'm not saying you and I, but like maybe we or just society painted that picture for everybody because I don't even know where that came from. Like, was it the 80s? I don't know when everybody started getting jobs or whatever. Like, I don't even know where the strong black woman came from. I think it was the 70s. From. The 70s? The Afro power? I think around then, like whenever that time when the men went to war and then they got on drugs oh. and they left the household. Was that Vietnam? I don't know. Is that what it I don't know what it was either, but <laughs> I I don't know. I I think well, we won't need to leave that there because girl, that's one of those up. misconceptions though. Because just speaking with like my married friends and everybody, like that's the main thing that their husbands are talking about is like being your peace, like be my peace, be my peace, be my peace. I don't know why so many people even just listening to other podcasts or reading stuff on the internet it's a lot of men that are encountering women who are not wanting to be peace maybe they're wanting to be the passion or maybe they're wanting to be the pressure or maybe they want to be something else but I don't know I don't know how that line got misconstrued because I really think they want that too I don't I don't think they want the the hard life, the hard woman, the hard independent, don't want to be the soft spot. I could be wrong, though. I don't know. But I think I said this in the episode prior, like, as much as we think that we are communicative and we communicate on a regular basis, we don't because there are so many things that we left, that we leave unsaid. And that's the thing. Like, when you start going into something, you can let people know, like, you know, that's not me. Like, for instance, I may have said this as well. I don't date men that talk to me hard. Like you mm-hmm. can't like raising your voice and all that type of stuff. You can't do that to me. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing that I'm gonna be feminine because guess what? You're not hollering at me. Like you, your voice is, is uh, elevated, bring it down a notch, and we can't talk. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a woman. You shouldn't want to talk to me like that. That's one yeah. way. You know. But I feel like that's something that I let be known early on, as opposed to like later. Like you can let people know, like babe, like you know, when I was growing up. I'm not saying me, but for people growing up, oh, my father used to open up the door for me. I enjoy that. Or my father yeah. opened up the door for my mother when she sat in the front seat and me when I was in the back seat. And that for me, that was like um, just a little piece of womanhood. Like I couldn't wait until I got my man and my husband and he opened up the door for me. It just made me feel like that's what men were supposed to do. Like it's other things like one, one reason, not one reason, but one thing I think about when I think about soft life is having my man so I don't have to take that car to do nothing with it. Ooh, Girl. Child. Bless bless life. Oh, Praise the Lord for a husband that 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 embraces being hard and letting me walk in my like those type of situations where you don't have to think about it. That's yes. what I want, you know? Growing up that's what it was. Like I can remember just gas okay gas always in the car all right carney watch somebody gonna see it okay the wheels look look down okay whatever i can remember just the time when my daddy was sick like it was probably maybe like a eight year span of his sickness before he passed away and i had to go and like go to the car dealership on my own because my car kept having trouble and just the level of stress and like how the people at the dealership talked to me i could just remember like sitting in my car crying and bawling like just feeling like it was the worst thing ever to happen and that's because I had had my daddy do that for me and like just not having somebody in my life right then and there in that moment like it broke me so just knowing that I could be like I don't even actually I don't even have to be like anything he automatically 
looks in my car. And when I say he, I'm talking about my husband. He automatically looks at stuff like that. He don't look at a windshield. He don't look at a muffler, whatever. I don't even know the car parts, and I don't want to. Like, <laughs> just be be that type right. of thing. Like, ain't nothing wrong with getting your fingers dirty. And I think maybe just, like, going to school and, like, feeling like you kind of a unicorn has kind of brainwashed a lot of men into thinking that them degrees and them accolades kind of exempts them from having to do certain things. Um, and that might be, that might be a whole nother conversation, but to me, I want people, black men in particular, and I ain't even trying to sound shady when I say that, but like the degrees and the accolades, they don't really matter. It, what matters to me and I think to most women is one that you are a provider and that ain't even got to mean cashing nobody out. That ain't got to mean taking care of nobody. It means actually knowing what being a provider is. Like being able to provide the stability, being able to, to, to provide the mental stimulation, being able to provide the emotional stimulation, being like, actually, if I'm your rib, then you got to be my backbone. Like what you do don't mean shit when it comes to how you treat somebody. Like, you could be making millions, but not at home at all. And then your wife is not being provided for where she's missing your companionship and your time and your house is, is filling a void because you're not there. Like, that is not fully providing. And, and women got to get that, too. Like, everybody want to be chasing paper and chasing all these degrees and all this other stuff that people supposedly have or can do for you. But if you don't know how to be no provider, that shit does not matter at all. Yeah, I totally get it. I also feel like some men just don't know. Like, sometimes I feel like, what was your uncle? You know, Girl. like, what was your daddy? What was your big cousin? Like, the real cousins that was working, not, you know, not the other ones. Not the ones that <laughs> some men, on the they door. just don't know. And yeah. I feel like for them, you know, they have a disadvantage because for whatever reason, they didn't have that village around them to help shape their manhood and it's a lot of guys that have experienced that there really are a lot and i don't even want the men listeners to be mad because i'm not i'm not boo-booing on nobody's upbringing i know everybody's circumstances are different but i do feel like black men needed other positive black men in their life to make them be good black men that that mama and daddy dynamic is more important than a lot of people think I don't think that we are necessarily made to just be getting it out the mud and getting raised on our own without no type of guidance. Like you gotta have some, somebody showing you the ropes, somebody showing you how to treat your mama right, somebody showing you how your sister's supposed to be treated. Like you gotta be somebody. And I completely agree with you that them because like what was what was uh main main and Uncle Junior at when when you needed to be learning these lessons? I don't know. But I just want them right. to know that that stuff, the paper and the resume ain't really what's keeping nobody satisfied at home at nighttime. And a lot of people get that that unicorn and walk around with the big head like they just a unicorn prodigal black man who has his masters and trades crypto. So he doesn't have to know how to do any of these things. And. Who cares? I don't trust these women anyway. I'm not planning nothing. They're just gold diggers. Like, nah, boy, sit down. Yeah, don't nobody want all that. Don't nobody want all that. 
<laughs> I'll just say not them. Not them. Make more ass. <laughs> but you're right. And I mean, I feel like that's why sometimes we put, you know, the Huxtables on a pedestal because we were able to see a man in the house that, you know, taught manly things not only to, you know, his son, but also to his daughters. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I know old building kind of ruined his little reputation in these real streets, but that show did kind of put on display just so many different principles and values that I wish we could emulate in like our real lives. Yep. So uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and take a break to pay the church's bills. We could do that. Are you ready to take your streaming broadcasts, website, or social media visuals up a notch? Pyro Media Productions is here with the perfect solution. From dynamics, design, and professional headshot shoots to family photo ops, they've got all you need for stunning content creation. Check out pyromediaproductions.com today and add that creative flair. Pyro Media Productions, setting brands ablaze since 2017. So, I know you mentioned something earlier. What did you say? You said, be my peace. And that is like a phrase that is annoying to me <laughs> because I feel like, child, you need to be able to be your own piece. Like, it's not my job to be your piece. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like if you're telling me to be your piece, um, it to me, it seems like you haven't done your own inner work. Like, you still have a little bit of healing to do. And that mm-hmm. is what I want like, to know. It is 100% okay to work on you. For you. So that means that if you know that you have some challenges, you might be one of the men that, you know, have gone on to get the accolades and the degrees, but you didn't have male figures around you. You know what I'm saying? You grew up watching TV or, you know, listening to music. And so you were that person that was like, women ain't blah, blah, blah. This might be the time for you to go ahead and talk to somebody and work through that trauma. Because some people have a lot of trauma and they bring that right into the relationship. And so when you bring bring that into a relationship, then of course, you're not going to, as a woman, you ain't going to experience no soft life because you have someone always (laughs) going to bat with you because they have done the work on themselves. And, you know, we have to heal ourselves from the trauma of our parents. So that's one thing. People bring all this type of stuff into their relationships. Like, well, my daddy went down, so I I did this. I I got it out the mud. I did this on my own. Like, oh, baby, you need to talk to somebody. I don't know if if that's, uh, what's that man on that show with the bald head? You need to talk to somebody. Carl Winslow? Dr. Phil. Oh. (laughs) Not television dad. (laughs) Oh. One thing that you just said that I'm going to go ahead and plug is my least favorite thing is getting it out the mud. I hate it when people say that, like, punch you in the face. But that's a whole other topic. I think I definitely agree with you about the doing your own healing. But for me, the peace aspect of it, like, being someone's peace is not necessarily meaning that they are in pieces in my view when i say like being someone's peace i think that kind of like plays into that softness because when i think of soft i think of feminine i think of like matronly i think of warmth and cuddles and hugs and, and sweet scents and gentle caresses like all these attributes of peace when you walk through the door i want you to feel like you just stepped into some clouds and you on cloud nine you don't got to see no dirt nowhere you ain't got to see no clothes on the floor you don't got to see no no disarray you just walking into just happy all you gotta do is take your clothes off take your shower, and, yeah 
take your shower that's your meaning because you peaceful a lot of times when people or men say be my peace it's associated with a negative connotation i don't want nobody popping off at the mouth i want you to be my peace if anything i don't want to be your peace let me be your joy baby when you think about me Ooh. you smiling Okay, then. That's what I will be. I'll be your joy. But the whole peace thing, you need to have that on your own because at the same time, no relationship is going to be 50-50, right? So you could be coming yeah, home and you expect me to be your peace. But in 2023, I'm a working woman as well. And so I just had a tough day at work. And right now, I ain't got no peace inside of me to get to you. See, I'm going to need to lead on you. I feel like that, that too is something different. Like, the 50 50 is crazy because some days I might got 10 some days my, I might got five and I need 95 from you but when I think of home I just think of sanctuary and that's on both ends because if I'm being his peace then he being my my um my stability so do not I don't want to come in arguing about nothing I don't want to come in complaining I don't want to come in talking about anything that's not gonna make me feel good like we don't get to the bed after the fact like that's what I mean when I say like the peace part and like the the walking into it because I don't think I think you can like joy and peace like joy is a little bit more uh flamboyant and more sparkly than peace in my opinion like joy gonna have a little sass to it joy joy may have a little sarcasm a little snark to it but peace all peace gonna want to do is hug and say how was your day when you get home that's the that's the difference I think um, would be between those two but for people that kind of use it in that negative connotation like the woman is supposed to be the one fixing everything band-aiding them kissing their boo-boos fixing their emotional wounds fixing their triggers and traumas and all of that no that ain't what peace is supposed to mean and correct me if i'm wrong anybody who may have the the full definition of what it means or so I have, have a different definition. definition no i got the full definition because you know I'll be over here looking up stuff. Joy, according to the Oxford languages or whatever, joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. And I do want my man to feel pleasure when he think about me, but that's just me. Yeah. And peace is freedom from disturbance, tranquility. Mm -hmm. Now I get the tranquility from what you're saying, but in a negative con connotation, that's that freedom from disturbance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I would like to. That's what people. You want to disturb a little bit. Yeah, you wanna you wanna disturb a little huh? bit. You saying you wanna disturb a little no, bit? No, I don't wanna disturb, but no. I don't wanna disturb, but I feel like that's that negative connotation that's associated with when people say, Be my peace. Mm. Like don't disturb me. When I get home, I want you to be quiet. You know what I'm saying? Ah. And like, no. When you think of me, you need to be feeling great pleasure and happiness. Hmm. That's how I want my mom to be, but I ain't got no man yet, so you know. <laughs> When I get one, that's what he's gonna be feeling. Just know that. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> feel like I like both of those definitions because uh -huh. for me, I guess because my job is so conflict heavy, I don't want to mm -hmm. be disturbed. Nor do I want to call. I don't want to have no loud talking. Like softness and being at peace is the opposite of what I do every day, which is deal with conflict. So I don't want to. I don't want you know loud voices. I don't want to argue. If you had a bad day at work, like let's hug it out first and then take our little shower, sit down, and then talk about it. Like I don't want to walk into disturbance either. But that yeah. that 
yeah, I don't want I don't want that either. But like I said, that's my that's my day job. So mm-mm. tranquility me also be my peace too. My stability gotta be sturdy. So that means when I come home on the cry or whatever, you gonna have to put your hand on my lower back and just give me one of them looks and, and let me know that I'm gonna be okay and I'm gonna be quiet so you can be peaceful. <laughs> oh man. I ain't gonna be that quiet though. I'm gonna still anything talk. Else, anything else on your list, girl? <laughs> for for what I want them to know. What you want uh, me to know? I think this one is more so for just men, not mine, but just men like on the block that I see around or that that you interact with, even at work. And I don't know how your industry is, but like I have a lot of interactions. I go to the courthouse a lot, so I'm around majority of men colleagues all the time the judges a lot of times all men everybody in the courtroom gonna be a man if i'm in the criminal courthouse everybody a man most most times it gets on my nerves when people are out well men black men and i never had a white man do this to me it's always <laughs> black men why you ain't smiling you're not smiling you're what you where you with a smile at and i'm like just because I'm not smiling don't mean I'm not happy and I don't know you so why would you think that you would make me smile like my man make me smile I smile when I want to if I'm coming and going and minding my business I'm not thinking about having no plastered on Krusty the Clown smile for you I'm thinking about what I got to do and I just think that's it's overbearing and it's rude because you don't know what people day is like and it's damn near like offensive to me when people are always saying that like what you trying to insinuate that I'm just out here with a meme mug like you don't tell other men to smile like i've never seen another man and be like hey, hey dog where, where you smiling why you ain't smiling what's wrong with you like that gets on my everlasting nerves maybe that's a down south thing i don't know do, it, do they do that in dc i feel like uh, on the east coast people don't really talk that much like they do down here though yeah i feel like where i'm at and going further up they don't really talk that much like people won't say nothing but i feel like when i go to georgia like yeah it's like i don't know i just roll my eyes because it's annoying because i could See? be smiling on the inside i might have rbf rest in bitch face you know so i could be thinking about yeah. what i need to get from trader joe's and so i'm not really smiling per se i'm trying to make sure i don't forget nothing yeah, I don't like that. That must be a down south, Texas and Louisiana thing because you could go to the gas station. Every time I walk to the courthouse, it's like all these little hoodlums that's waiting for their court cases going to be sitting on the corner smoking their little cigarettes. Girl, most times it be hoodlums. And they'll be like, oh, you're looking good today, Miss Ma'am. Why you not smiling? Why you not smiling? And I'm like, Negro, it's, first of all, it's hot. Second of all, I got real clothes on. I got a, I got a suit on and it's hot. I got on some shoes that's probably hurting my feet. I didn't walk from a mile away to get to the courthouse. I got to get on this elevator with y'all stinking asses. No, I'm not smiling. That's why I enjoyed wearing a mask because nobody could tell if I was smiling. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, that was so wonderful just to like not have to, to do those smiles or whatever, like those fake forced smiles. And then like in Louisiana, like New Orleans, I can remember back in the day, like if dudes said stuff like that to you and you didn't smile, they would be rude to you. That was also like almost like when people ask for your phone number and you didn't give it to them, you got to worry about them getting mad or you got to worry about them getting aggressive with you. So I just feel like yeah. it's such a negative thing for me when people do all that cat calling and all that unwanted attention. Like it just makes me feel very uncomfortable because 
in this area, damn, they gotta worry about your safety too. So yes, I just do. meh, I don't like it. What else you got? What else do you want them to know? Is there anything else that that you have the the desire for them to know? What do I want black men to know? Hmm. I don't know if I should be saying black men, but I think that's all I've been dating is black men. That's I want people to know that, and this goes for all of them, I want them to know that just because we had something in the past does not mean you own me forever. That does not mean that when you see me, you can think that you got some type of ownership, right? I don't need you talking and thinking that, oh, well, uh oh, that was that used to be me. No, that's over. It's a statute of limitations and stuff like that. And also, <laughs> I would like for them to know that they messier than women. Nah, now that is a good one. They are messier than women. But you know what? That's what my friend told me recently. He was like, honestly, he was like, men are some of the biggest uh people that do pillow talking he was like the reason why we have to do it he was like because we have to do it is because there are some things that we just can't talk to our men about so when you said being messy that's the one thing you want them to stop being messy or we know that they're messy but the other thing is y'all need to start having real conversations with each other like i know that we have not the passport bros we have these podcast men and and i should be the one speaking because i'm actually on the podcast seeing this but (laughs) At the same time, outside of this podcast, I have deep conversations with my friends. You yeah, guys me too. Like, it's Strong never a situation down. of you knowing that your homeboy probably just went for his checkup and he got a little prostate thing going on. You know what I'm saying? I know it's uncomfortable to speak about, but if my homegirls went to the doctor and she's we having some talk about it, we're talking about that right then and right that girl. Yes. Cause I went to the doctor too, and this would happen to me. Check this out. Maybe ask your doctor this. Y'all don't have enough serious conversations for me. They all the sports conversations that y'all Man. be having. That is, that, you need more than that because that's just Bro, surface level. You guys need to be that just is so so true. Like tell your like tell your friend you miss them. Why y'all y'all don't tell each other y'all miss each other. Y'all don't tell each other y'all right. love each other. It ain't got to be sounding weak or it ain't got to be sounding funny or whatever y'all want to say like you better tell these people how you feeling about them because life is precious and the lifespan of us people ain't that long so you better let these people know how you feel about them and like have these real conversations like don't gatekeep the information like your partner could have been had a weird cough and and you had the same thing y'all ain't gonna say nothing about it us women, we gonna talk about everything. Like, girl, where you got them panties from? Oh, they got a sale. We gonna get the tea. We gonna get this. Oh, well, that fabric did, didn't work. That irritated me. Well, girl, what type do you use? We gonna talk about everything. But what they don't want us to know is that they they do be pillow talking and they are messy. That barbershop talk, like y'all need to start talking about something else in the barbershop instead of holes and, and dumb stuff and, and what the Lakers did. Because there's real issues going on, and I don't want y'all getting left behind because the women are not. We getting the information. We sharing the information. I don't and because know. they talk so much, I think that would be interesting to change the narrative of the conversation in the barbershop. Like, maybe one weekend, we talking about financial literacy. Because yes. I'm sure somebody's coming in there and getting their hair cut, fresh from the block, 
because we still have people that work on the block. I'm not knocking it. Ain't got no life insurance. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, where, 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 where you, what, what type of mutual funds you got? Like, you got a 401, 5013, which, what you got going on? Like, have those comments. I don't know why they do that. Like, like any black men that are listening, why don't y'all have more than surface level conversations with each other? Like, it's all cool to have it with your girl, but I feel like it could be solving so many conflicts and so many questions that maybe your girl or your mama may not know. Like, if y'all just talk to each other. Yeah. And not about who you messed with in, in college 20 years ago because that's irrelevant and it don't matter. And she married now anyway. And don't want you. Limitations, that made you brought up a good point because, again, me and my friend, we were just talking about this with y'all, some of y'all men. Like, after you done been out of college for 20 years and you have a single person that's available, you can date that person. <laughs> you do you get what I'm saying? Like, what you, you can date that person. If it wasn't your best friend, man, they oh. be dateable. You know what I'm saying? Like, like but then they're gonna be they gonna be the first people calling you. Oh, if you do that. Uh at this big age, after I dated you when I was 17 or 18, like who cares? And that's, see, and that's what I mean. People. Because just you don't because even talk you them. right, but that apparently they be thinking like that. Like it's some weird ownership that they have in their heads. I don't know. It's something, but you don't own nobody. Like now, you that. might have to have that conversation with your friend, but six degrees of separation, it's all fair game, I think. It's all fair game. Like, it just kind of is what it is. I mean, sometimes you be loving the crew. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you pick the right one. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. I mean, I've been in that situation where I have to be like, listen, you know I dated old boy in college. But I dated him in college, like freshman year. See, like, and that, we, and that don't it, matter we, because they don't let that stuff go. Like, yeah, they, some they people see it, and they and they still talking about it twenty years later, and it's and it's stupid. Yeah, well, all I know is, listen, it's it's free free game, fair game out here, so it doesn't matter. We about to mingle, so if she I like you, your peace and your joy. At the same, at the same, the more so your, at the same damn time, the more so your joy, your Peach. Too funny, cause she gonna disturb yeah. some stuff. She ready to talk Ooh, on yeah. the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got man. any more of these means to know? I think we've said a mouthful, but if I could leave it with a "you better than me" moment, and this yeah. is for my men folk you are better than me if you still sitting up holding all your stuff in and not sharing it with nobody you better than me that's what i'm gonna say for them do i have a you better than me moment um i don't know i guess my you better than me moment is um, for black men, you better than me if you have not done the work on yourself and are not going after the life that you want and deserve after doing that work. And you're so better than me if you don't really know what being a provider is. <laughs> that just look that, that you just something that some is. If y'all know what that means, maybe we need to read the definition of that too. 
And and that ain't even and I ain't and I'm not I ain't got to sweep on my front steps. We getting provided. We we living and breathing that over here. But I just hate hearing people push that narrative and not really know what it means. <laughs> okay, so provider, a person or thing that provides something. So they use the word in the definition, but so they uh, a bit of man wrote it, and I'll just play. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So, you know, I, I don't yet have a man, but I put out all provider energy. So people that I date already know what time it is. So I don't, that's something that we don't worry about over here. So I get it. Yeah, no, nah, but that, that's still wrapped into knowing what that really means and, and not just thinking you better than people just because you went to Harvard or because you went to Howard. They don't matter. Uh, you went to uh, Morehouse. I'm a Morehouse. Or you went to Mo- Morehouse. We don't uh-huh. care. Is you is but is you taking care of your house? That's what matters. That's that's what really matters in the greater scheme of things. And that's about all I wish for them to know. I really I really want them to tell us and let us know if maybe some of our misconceptions are misconceptions or if we are spot on. Because it's it's very easy for for people of the opposite sex and that's both sexes to talk about what we wish they knew or what they actually do know, but it takes like an actual conversation, like you said, to really know if we understand each other. But I mean, what's the the book? Men are from Venus. No, women are from Venus. Men are from Mars. Like, I feel like this is a age old discussion and we still, after thousands of years later, have questions and don't know what the other are thinking or, or haven't quite mastered it. So I think that that's something else we probably should explore a little bit just to get both sides of the story, you know? I agree. I definitely agree. So y'all, thank you so much for rocking with us and listening to us speak about what uh, we want Black men to know. And we are so excited to come back with you guys um, and let you guys know what Black men want Black women to know because it's only fair that we do that. So mm-hmm. thank you guys for checking us out and we will holler at you guys the next time. Bye! Bye! You Better Than Me is a podcast on Pyromedia Network, produced by Pyromedia Productions. Pyromedia Network and Pyromedia Productions are subsidiaries of Pyromedia Enterprises. For more information, please visit www.pyromedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on the next.